Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Welcome on back. Broadcasting live today from Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Come on by and see us. The brand new location, 3561 West, 114 South, right out here at the district. Come grab some jazz gear, and if you get a combo, they'll upgrade you to a shake for free. Have a couple of listeners that just came in now. Thanks for uh, coming by and seeing us. Uh, the, the desk ornaments, Gordon, are, are all gone. I'm telling you, we, we have a tough time describing them, but they always seem to just uh, fly off the table. Well, how often do you get a chance to use the word thingy? It's not that Because that's kind of what, that's what you called it, a, a, a desktop thingy. designer thingy. Thingy, yeah. It's about what it is. Uh, we I have... like them, though. I, and I think a lot of jazz fans would like those. Things. Apparently they do. Yeah. they're gone now. We have bees shirts, too. Yeah. Have you, uh, you know, I, have you noticed how good looking the bees gear that they're putting out there lately is? That look, right, this looks really good. Yeah, it, yeah, really great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so come see us; we've got something for you, and they'll upgrade you to a shake for free if you purchase a combo. And Gordon, I don't think I'm going to be able to hold out much longer. We might need to we might need to get some food. And over you're this kind direction. of a particular eater. You don't really. It's not often during a show when you're really chomping at the bit, and I could see it in your eye here. I was the one that said, "Okay, let's let's take care of business on the show first. And you were over there. Your leg was moving, and your stomach was growling, <laughs> yeah, and you're like, like uh, I finally you said during the break, uh, I can't hold out. No, I think I think I'm going to break down and get some food here because <laughs> let me just. I mean, it's really good. It, it is really, really good. is good. I can't stress that enough. All right, so come see us, 3561 West, 114th South. Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Joining us now, he makes the magic happen for the athletic. He is our dear friend, Sam Amick. Hi, Sam. How are you? Good afternoon, guys. Doing well. Uh, that's outstanding to hear. Lots to cover with you today, <laughs> Sam. Uh, uh, obviously, lots to cover with you. What do you think about the All-NBA selections? Rudy Gobert makes the third team. Kimball Walker qualifies for that Supermax. What do you think about the news today? Interesting stuff. I mean, what got my attention probably more than anything else was, uh, I don't know if you guys saw Clay Thompson's real-time reaction yeah. <laughs> with the, the, the Warriors media. For one, I felt bad for him because it's just one of those unfortunate times when obviously the news was breaking right as he went to go do media, and so he was caught off guard. And, the, you know, honestly, I probably agreed with him with his reaction specifically to Kemba Walker. Uh, I didn't vote for Kemba 13. Uh, I had Bradley Beal in that position, thought he had, you know, for one, he's more of a two-way player. Um, but I can see Clay's complaint, you know, the – these are good problems to have if you're the Warriors, but they do now get overlooked a bit in the regular season, I think, because, for one, people are not sure if they're competing at the highest level during the regular season because they're always kind of, you know, pacing themselves for April and May. And then, you know, it's also that tendency to uh, to just assume that, you know, just, I don't know, to give some of those other spots to other guys. So that one jumps out at me. And I don't have it in front of me to study it, but but nothing else seemed to really get my attention. I think it, you know, it, it looked weird to see Kevin Durant's second team, um, things of that nature. But 
you know, it's also, you know, Giannis, Paul George, guys like that have incredible years. Sam, you bring up a great point there because if you have a team where you have a great player on it and he is being unselfish and he is spreading the ball around to his teammates and uh, he's essentially sacrificing. He's sacrificing numbers and he's sacrificing opportunity for this kind of honor because it's in the best interest of his team. I I have no doubt that Clay... If Clay were on a team where he was needed to score, man, his numbers would would be through the roof, and we all know what kind of defender he is. Right. I mean, he's still giving you 20 points a night, which is no small thing, and he's doing it at a high percentage. Now, he had a bad start to the regular season. I don't know if you guys remember, but he the, the running joke in the Bay Area media was it, it was like free agent Clay. It was the Clay who wanted to show the world that he could dribble drive and his volume went up in terms of shot attempts and he seemed but there was a stretch there I think their coaching staff was a little frustrated with his shot selection um, but he ended up having a really really good year and like you, you know Gordon you use that word sacrifice you're you know now you're talking about 42 million dollars and, and nobody's going to cry for Clay Thompson he's going to make a ton of money anyway but because he didn't get the all-NBA team uh, that was the difference between the max contract that he could have gotten, which is five years, $233 million, versus five years, 191 Now, again, like both massive numbers, but that's a ton of cash, and that's all based on the fact that he did not get on one of these All-NBA teams. Sam Amick of The Athletic with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And, Sam, Gordon and I have had a running conversation over the last couple of days talking about Rudy Gobert. What do you think he needs to add to his game to take him from a third-team player to a first-team player? What, what does Rudy have to add to take it to the next level? Well, I mean, the two guys above him, when you're talking uh, about Jokic and Embiid, um, are – now, Jokic is a one-way player, right? And, and Rudy, this is probably what frustrates him the most, is I think the – even some media members might still consider Rudy a one-way player. That's obviously not the case. He's an important part of their offense. But what happens here with a lot of these guys is I think the collective identity of the team that they're on can impact them positively or negatively, meaning because the Jazz's offense is widely considered to, you know, to be subpar this season, then nobody's really getting much offensive love. And I would almost equate it to Clay Thompson getting second team all defense. I actually debated with one of his people yesterday because they thought he should have been first team. And, and my argument was, well, the Warriors did not defend on a Warriors level this season. And so there's not going to be a lot of defensive love thrown out in their direction. So with Rudy, I mean, it's improving the offensive game is obviously all he can do. Jokic is a just a one-of-a-kind, masterful offensive player who not only can score 30 for you, but make other guys better and and be the fulcrum of their offense. And then Embiid is a two-way player, a guy who's dominant on offense when he's at his best and who can be very dominant defensively as well. So um, Rudy took strides this year on the offensive end. You know, if I'm being honest, I think if Jokic and Embiid continue to improve and keep pace, I think Rudy will have a pretty tough time ever getting the first or second team All-NBA. But, you know, never say never. 
Sam, we've probably talked with you about this before, but how do you feel about being part of the process that makes a difference in players' salary to the tune of $50 million? Because you are voting for these things, and so much responsibility is placed on those who participate in this. Um, so, it's, a, it's funny, Gordon. Like, I'm starting to get tired of it, if, that, if, that, if I'm being honest. Like, I, some of the reaction, I did vote this past year, obviously. I'm thinking twice about voting next year. Maybe I'm stuck in the moment, but I'm kind of tired of seeing the media get killed on social media. When, Like today, for example, Jared Dudley, who I think is, I love his personality and his career, but Jared was complaining yesterday about all defense. And one of my colleagues, uh, Tim McMahon of ESPN, had chimed in, and I think Howard Beck did also from Bleacher Report, and said, like, okay, but who are you replacing on the all-defense team? You can't just constantly complain about the selection without telling us how you would have done it differently. And that happens every year. And more importantly, the money stuff is just uncomfortable. Like, you know, even the Clay situation. I think Clay's a great player. Um, I thought Bradley Beal had a better individual year than him. But now there's a chance. I'm around Clay a lot. Clay can... You know, I, I like the transparency in the media that we do publicize the votes, and I don't have any problem in a vacuum with my votes being publicized, but I'm not going to be disingenuous with you guys and, and, and not admit that it's like there's a chance that a player could say, oh, man, you didn't even vote me. And, like, I kind of don't need that headache. It's just unnecessary. And, <laughs> and, again, the word that comes to mind is uncomfortable, that I shouldn't – I don't like the idea – that we are affecting their money, positive or negative. Um, and, and I also think it's also a little bit of stubbornness on my part. Like, all right, if you think you guys have it all figured out, then I can't wait to see the new system without us because the players absolutely fell on their faces when they were trying to vote for the All-Star game. Uh, you know, and that was a disaster because they just didn't take the process seriously. And, you know, so be careful what you wish for a little bit, but that's kind of how I see it. Sam Amick with us from The Athletic. And, Sam, I know you wrote about this, but uh, what would you make of Magic going scorched earth on the Lakers? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't love it, you know. And admittedly, for my for my normal style, like I kind of went scorched earth on him, which is not normally what I do. I just – it's funny, like, it's always kind of a trigger for me when I see people leading with their egos and their narcissism. And I thought that's what was happening here. Like, to, to to go to such great lengths like Magic did to clear your name individually, to to get your agenda out there, to tell your side of the story. And, I mean, listen, it's his side of the story. There are elements of truth in it, but it's not a, a documentary here. There was a lot of stuff he left out. There's a lot of stuff that I don't think he seems to understand. Um, chief among them, like, complaining about the idea that there were too many voices in the room and, and, and really sounding like a guy who just wanted to have the gavel and to be the only one whose voice mattered. It's just not how today's NBA functions. And there's plenty of iconic former players who have come to realize that. You know what I mean? Like Jerry West, chief among them with the Clippers. Um, so I don't know. I thought it was a, a terrible look by Magic. And the thing I got hung up on the most was the idea that uh, he keeps saying that he loves the Lakers. And it's like, man, if you love the Lakers, you're not doing this because you're killing them in free agency right now. 
What do you make of the drama in Houston with uh, Chris Paul being a little unhappy with ball movement? And uh, when you talk about a lack of ball movement with the Rockets, guess who you're pointing the finger at? James Harden. Uh, what do you make of that? Yeah, no doubt. It's it's uh, it's interesting. Shameless plug here, gentlemen. But I uh, later today I'll be putting together and it's the the third installment of the Mighty Antoni Q and A for me this season. Um, I talked to Mike this morning, and it was it was not that was not the the uh, impetus for the call. I just wanted to to check in on his coaching situation and then reflect on that series a little bit. But we had a pretty good chat, so I'll have a pretty robust Q and A coming by tomorrow morning. Um, and I did get a chance to ask him that question about you know the report that we had. It was Sean Sharania at the Athletic and, and Kelly Eco, the beat writer, had helped him. So, I mean, predictably, he downplayed it. You know, he said, even in, in a in a good-natured way, he gave us a hard time. He goes, oh, I think that's a case of you guys trying to print something that wasn't nearly as big a deal. But at the same time, he certainly didn't deny that it took place. I think it's just people with good reason find it very interesting when we learn about, you know, the internal discussions that sometimes happen. And we all probably could have guessed that those type of philosophical you know, conversations take place, but uh, we don't really ever know. So this was interesting reporting and not shocking because that was a devastating loss for them. And, you know, but he downplayed it. He said, you know, we always talk about ways to play better and get better. And, and he, he said, you know, that wasn't, wasn't all that big of a deal. How quickly is Chris Paul's contract becoming a burden? Uh, I mean, about a year ago, it became a burden. <laughs> <laughs> um it's I don't know. Um, it's a ton of money for a guy that seems to be on the back end. And not only that, he doesn't. He's playing for a team where even if he wasn't on the back end, we wouldn't necessarily be able to to know or tell because James has the ball in his hands ninety percent of the time. So you know, it makes me think of guys like Andre Iguodala, um, even LeBron, where where we think they're done and then we, we, we say they're washed and then they have some resurgence. I mean, it's going to be tough for Chris to even have a resurgence as long as he plays on James Harden's team. And so it's hard for him to make all that money that he that he has on that contract. So on top of that, I just his series against the Warriors, he didn't play very well. Uh, he had some moments, but he didn't play well overall. And I even talked to Draymond Green about this, like how Chris is – antics and the degree he's always been a guy who'll flop and try to get the call but it just was on a different level in that series and the the analogy i had used was it's like when you play your older uncle and pick up basketball and they just they got nothing left and um they just try to pull every trick in the book because they can't play you know they can't get by you anymore so they stick the foot out and they stick the butt out and you know, it just it sounds, I mean, that's obviously not a flattering thing to say about him, but he was doing a ton of that. And it just, I think it sent this message that he couldn't keep up with those other guys on the floor and he was trying to pull all the tricks out. So, Sam, while the Warriors are, I don't know, playing Parcheesi or whatever they're doing to kill time, what do you make of what's happening in the East and who do you like there now? Um, I'm excited for this game tonight. It's... Um, I don't know what to think. I mean, I thought it was Milwaukee running away with it after the first two games. Um, you know, and then these two Raptors wins have been unique on their own. You know, it's been Kawhi domination and, 
you know, everything Kawhi in that overtime game. And then it's been, um, I don't know if my memory's failing. Am I right on that? Did they go OT in game three? Game three, yes. Yeah, okay. Just want to make sure I had that right. Um, and then game four, you know, he seems to be ailing. If I had to guess, it's that right leg. Um, and the role players step up. I mean, it was incredible. And Nick Nurse, the Raptors coach, had even said himself that the narratives change quickly, and he's right. They We are guilty of changing narratives too quickly, and so it went from the Raptors don't have a bench to, holy smokes, the Raptors bench is great, and Norman Powell waking up and Fred Van Vliet and all those guys. So I don't know what to think about anymore because I, it does appear that defensively that the Raptors have something here uh, as it pertains to Giannis and slowing him down. They build that wall, and, he, you know, I mean, if you think about his last two games, you know, game three struggles big time, 12 points. I mean, that's that's a, a huge, huge victory for the Raptors. Game four, he got loose early and had 12 points, I think, in that first quarter and then really got slowed down from there. You know, Marcus Gasol has just proven to be a fantastic pickup for the Raptors because not only is he helping them defensively, but their assist rate is up in a big way on the offensive end when he's on the floor. So, you know, you don't have to depend on Kawhi all the time. You can actually get other guys involved and run the offense through Mark a little bit. So, I don't know what to think anymore. I mean, the Bucks need Eric Bledsoe to wake up and some of those other guys to step up, you know, and Brooke Lopez to bounce back as well. But I think it's a great series so far. Sam, as always, thank you so very much for jumping on with us. Enjoy the game tonight. You got it. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Sam. Sam Amick from The Athletic. Good stuff. I have a quick correction and retraction to oh. a, uh, something previously we talked about today. What? Rudy actually is eligible for the Supermax, oh, making the All-NBA team today. Oh. Yeah, uh, Bobby Marks, who uh, is for ESPN, who normally nails on the front office mm-hmm. stuff, actually had a, a detail wrong. or Well, actually, a clarification on a rule. The NBA will allow a player to combine Defensive Player of the Year and All-NBA when factoring if he met the criteria for a Supermax. So since Rudy was Defensive Player of the Year last year and All-NBA this year, uh, he will actually qualify for that. So he's in. That he's he's in. So it's it's good to be good to be Rudy. (laughs) Well, his last contract was for what a hundred million. Uh, yeah, what was it, 116? Uh, I uh, thought it was right around 100. Somewhere around 100. Yeah, and okay. so the next one will be a whole lot more. A whole lot more. So there you go. Good news uh, for Rudy Gobert. All right, we are here live today at Marley's Gourmet Sliders at the District, 3561 West, 114th South. Come on out and see us. Joining us now is Keaton. How's it going, Keaton? Good. How are you guys? Hey, we are doing terrific. We love coming out here. In fact, uh, I, I'm going to have to get some food here in a second because it say. smells so good i was gonna say we've been busy back there usually we try to hook you guys up but we'll All right. get around what's to your it. what's your go-to uh, mine's probably the handsome rob that's kind of between the handsome rob and the shoestring fries that's what people know us for what's the secret to the food tasting so good we always just get it fresh our meat is ground in the morning and then we serve it in the afternoon and we have that same approach with all of our food. We all grew up in the industry, so we hold each other to a pretty high standard when it comes to fresh food and doing it the right way. Including uh, shakes as well. What's, yep. uh, what's your, you, you like the banana Nutella too? Yeah, that's 
a crowd pleaser for sure, but they're all pretty good. And you guys do breakfast, of course, as well. Big breakfast burritos, bottomless yeah. French toast, all that good stuff. Yeah. You guys working 14 hours a day? Right now. Yeah, at least. <laughs> That's good news, though. And, yeah. and this new location is awesome. Just yeah, a we're beautiful really building, and you guys have really tricked it out. It's great. Yeah, thank you. We're excited about it. So, All right, come see it for yourself, 3561 West, 114 South. And if our listeners grab a combo, you're upgrading them to a shake for free. Yep, free shake. All right, get in here and take advantage of it, 3561 West, 114 South. Thanks, Keaton. Thank you. All right, we'll have more coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Jason, good morning. You're on the air with DJ and PK. So you guys are the champions of morning talk radio. Oh, nice. And one, and it's this queen. DJ that reminds me of DJ. Queen of soccer. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? You had a, you broke up a little bit. Could you repeat that? Those two reasons. Say it again. I said because you guys are the champions of morning sports talk radio. Yes. And DJ's the queen of soccer. DJ and PK are the champions of morning radio, and DJ individually is the queen of soccer. I like it. It makes complete and total sense to me. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's the big show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Welcome on back. We are hanging out live here. Marley's Gourmet Slider is now open in the district. That's where we are, 3561 West, 114th South. So make sure and uh, come on out and see us. Uh, We also want to remind you about our friends at Homie. Did you know that Homie assigns a whole team of realtors and specialists to sell your home for a flat $1,500? That means thousands of dollars in hypothetical realtor commissions back into your pocket. That's innovative. That's fair. That's a company who's got your back. That's homey. Make sure and check them out. Gordon, I know you are uh, very politically savvy. And uh, as a result, I know you've been following the uh, legislation going through the California legislature very, very closely. Because I tend to do that. I tend to follow what other states' legislatures are up to. You do. I know. Yeah. I know you do. And thus, you are obviously familiar with Senate Bill 206. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I've got it memorized. Who isn't, really? Do, do you? What's, what's, your favorite, what's your favorite part? I think the waffling part in the middle. The waffling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, waffling on, on what, exactly? <laughs> well, the issue. The, the issue. <laughs> Uh, this uh, is also known, Gordon, as the Fair Pay to Play Act. Okay. It is the brainchild child of Congresswoman Nancy Skinner, uh-huh. who's a Democrat from Berkeley. I like it. Um, basically, it flew through the California Senate. Uh, it's like uh, they got didn't they get like four uh, negative votes? It did. It uh, it passed thirty one to four, which is. Uh, bipartisan, which doesn't happen all that much there in California, Gordon. Uh, but basically, uh, this is a major step toward legalizing. Uh, oh, well, let me put it this way. It would allow college athletes at both public and private universities throughout the state to be compensated for the use of their name, image and likeness. And what's wrong with that? Nothing. Plenty. Nothing. Plenty. Nothing. 
Uh, now here's uh, here's some details in here uh, in here, Gordon, of uh, what exactly this would do. It basically changed the rules so they'd be about like Olympic athletes, right. that kind of amateurism. Uh-huh. Um, it does not allow school or does not allow schools to compensate athletes directly. Rather, it would uh, permit them to endorse things. Um, it would uh, let's see. It doesn't require colleges to pay student athletes or incur any other costs. Uh, instead, it will relieve the financial pressure on young athletes to quit school and turn pro before they've completed their degrees, according to uh, Skinner. Okay. Um, here's what. Uh, here's a couple of other details. It would pro- prohibit the NCAA from banning California colleges and universities from intercollegiate sports if their athletes sign sponsorship deals. I don't know how the California legislature would <laughs> determine what the NCAA will or will not do, but there you go. <laughs> Uh, it would also allow college athletes to hire sports agents, uh, would bar colleges and universities from signing high school students to sponsorship deals as a recruiting tool, which that would be absolutely impossible to enforce. Hmm. Don't you think? Yeah, it'd be difficult. I mean, how would you, how would you enforce that? I'm not sure. I I'm, need to, to uh, be able to... Uh, no. Good heavens. No, no, no. The, just, I just lost my train of thought Keaton completely. Just slid some sliders and fries right oh, under our noses. Oh, that. man, that yeah. is going to be torture for this entire segment. Have you ever tried to – let me ask our listeners this. Have you ever tried to work and eat at the same time? And, and, and I mean good food. I'm not talking about some crappy food that you're just on the side and you don't care about. I'm talking about good food. Good Distracting wow. food. Look at that. That that is incredible. They are they are truly magicians here at uh, Marley's Gourmet Sliders. You've got to mm. try it for yourself. Come mm. see us, thirty five sixty one West, one hundred and fourteenth South. Uh, but basically, Gordon, this legislation uh, passing through the Senate, you know, it'll they still have a couple of hurdles before it actually becomes law. And then when it does become law, it will be interesting to see how the NCAA reacts to it yeah. because. I don't know. Just because California passes a law, does that? I know it's written in the law, but does that mean that the NCAA wouldn't have jurisdiction? Uh, well, if they, so if they went could, against it, then they would be breaking the law in California. I guess. So how does that? I mean, if Utah passed a similar law, would the NCAA? Would Utah carry enough weight, the state of Utah, to have them do something about it, or would they just say, well? You're not participating in NCAA-sanctioned uh, events anymore. Well, California, I don't know the answer to that question, but California has a bigger economy than uh, most nations. Right. So uh, something's going to give. And I don't know whether this is the beginning of the, the dam bursting or what. I just think it opens the door to nefarious activity. Well, <laughs> as though that doesn't exist already. I mean, so what would they do? What would the punishment be if you uh, used it as a recruiting tool? I don't know. I don't know either. But, I mean, like I said, or like we said, that would be really difficult to enforce. And if that didn't have any teeth to it, that's exactly what this is going to turn into. Uh, let's say, uh, Gordon, you own a, a car dealership and, uh, and are the big Lobo booster and supporter that you are. Of course. Um, go Lobo. And you, uh, you wanted to land the next great New Mexico quarterback. <laughs> What's to say that you couldn't go to that recruit and say wink, wink, nod, nod when you Gordon Monson uh, Kia? <laughs> 
You do some spots for us. And then, you know what? Jake, for those spots, I'm going to pay you a half see, a million dollars. See, this is the difference between you and me. You have no faith in mankind. No. no. Go Lobos! <laughs> what, what about the current climate of collegiate athlete, athletics would I, make you think that these rules am, would be adhered to? I am to? absolutely convinced uh, that trusting in, 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 in my fellow man and women is completely appropriate. And that once the rules are laid out there, that everyone will abide by them. Because, I mean, who in college sports, who in college sports in their right mind would try to bend the rules? It's inconceivable to me that that could happen. It just, it won't happen. No way. I mean, no. There wasn't any sarcasm in that opinion whatsoever. None at all. I still kind of like it, though. But this, for, for people out there who are advocating this type of change, this might be the, the catalyst to get yeah. just that. Yeah. It, it'll at least make them deal with the issue. And, and certainly what they'll is this, be. Jake, what does this tell you? It tells you that the lawmakers in California think college students, college athletes are being ripped off. Right? Yeah, it would appear, appear that way. I don't think they're getting ripped off. This, yeah. isn't, this isn't some knuckle-headed group of irresponsible people. I don't know. I mean, these are elected officials. These are representatives of the entire state. Last time I checked a state that's not run all that smoothly. (laughs) Especially in recent years. Did you see that map that was uh, sent out today of uh, all the states ranked according to you know, all the benefits of living in that state as far as economic opportunity goes and, uh, and uh, you know, health care and all this other stuff. Quality of life done by, I don't know who was, somebody responsible. I didn't see it. Where do you think Utah ranked? Uh, near the top, top number, five? Number four. Wow, how about that? Yeah. California was 19, if I'm remembering right. And uh, what was number one? Washington. Wow. So four ain't bad. You know what the worst region of the country was by far? What? The South. The Southeast. Yeah. No, it wasn't the Southeast. I think it was like Louisiana was fiftieth. Like Alabama southeast. was 49th. That's Southeast. Uh, it, it wasn't a pretty showing by them. But Utah coming in strong. All right. Along with Washington, I think Vermont, New Hampshire was up there somewhere. I don't know. Anyway. That's neither here nor there, I guess. And Bob, Thank you for that tidbit. Well-run states. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know how this is going to be sorted out because oh. it's bound to be like making sausage for a while. It's going to be messy, and there there are going to be these risks of impropriety. But I kind of I think it's a step in the right. Do you or do you not really, Jake, think that college athletes should be able to profit off their own names? And no, likenesses. I don't. Really? But if they were, you wouldn't have a huge problem with just that aspect of it, would you? I guess conceptually not, but... It, as, opposed it, to, it, as opposed to universities paying players. But that, I mean, that's essentially what it's going to turn into, though. And I don't think it's it's good for schools like the University of Utah because it's just going to make the, the schools with greater resources have that much more of an advantage. I, I I think you might be overreacting there, Ted. 
Oh, come on, Gordon. The, the, the benefit of this, though, is it does Why, because you play in the Pac-12? And Pac-12 doesn't have nearly as much money as other conferences? That's because, uh, you know, you could probably come up with a bigger bribe in Southern California than you can <laughs> in Salt Lake City. <laughs> you really think it's going to come to that? Oh, yeah. I mean, what? Like, you're talking about a million dollars? Oh, yeah. Like, you, really? You think it's going to get that out of control? I absolutely do. So if that happens, then there won't be a big difference between college and pros. Correct. And that's the road we're starting But down. that's a big if. I, I, I don't think. It, it takes forever. It, it it's vol- not a big if that people will take advantage of it. 100% well, yeah, yeah, I get that. But they've been taking advantage of things for, since time began. And the, it, this will it, make it worse. Well, it might. It might not. I, I, I don't know. We'll see how it happens. I, I just don't think it's going to go from A to Z that quickly. I, I think this thing is going to... Is going to drag, drag anchor a little bit. Not Sportsport coming up next. We're live at Marley's Gourmet Sliders, their brand new location, 3561 West, 114th South. Come in here, buy a combo. They're going to give you a free shake upgrade with that combo. Actually, at either location, this one or the original out there in Linden. Man, this food looks good. Gordon, I think we're going to have to go ahead and uh, delve on in. What do you say? I'm going to reach over there and just start right now. Not Sports next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Kyle Corver talked about the story of being traded for a copy machine. I later found out they used that money to pay for the entry fee for their summer league team. And with leftover money, they bought a copy machine. What's your trade value? Apparently mine is a copy machine. Okay, so what's your trade value? <laughs> what am I worth? <laughs> yeah. Well, if Kyle Corver's worth a copy machine, I'm worth like a speck of dirt. I think I might be a stapler at the best in my career. I'll trade you for the empty jug next to the water cooler. Yeah. Because you can put pennies in it. You can <laughs> repurpose it. It's very versatile. It's the utility player of the office. So I'll trade you for the empty okay. water cooler jug. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. We are live today from Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Come on out and see us, 3561 West, 114 South. I got through two sliders in that break, Gordon, and oh man, were know, they I'm, delicious. I'm envious. I nibbled on a couple of fries, which are very, very delectable, but uh, the shoestring c- fries are awesome. Couldn't quite get to the, are they all gone? What, the, the fries? The sliders. No, they're right there, man. Oh. You've got three right in front of you. Oh, okay. You're good, good to go. I looked over there, and I said, where'd they go? Oh, well, yeah, Zach and I uh, cleaned up one plate, but you still have a whole other one over there. You're all good. Okay, good. All right. It looks like you even have a chicken sandwich there, too. Do I? All right. So, all sort. The sliders are amazing. The shakes are amazing. Come on by and try it. We still have some bees and jazz gear. In fact, uh, Zach, our on-site engineer, just magically made another stack of jazz shirts show up. So how about that? That, that never happened. I don't, I don't know where he got that. I don't want to know, frankly. <laughs> that was a secret stack. But we've got more out on the table. So come on by and see us. 3561 West, 114 South. It's time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Cars Supermarket. Check them out at LHMauto.com. Gordon, where are we going today? Uh, okay, let me say it this way. Have you ever left anything somewhere 
say when you were traveling? Like or on the lunch? plane? On a plane, in a car, in a cab, in a, in a, in a shuttle? Anything? Well, yes, I left my uh, Bluetooth speaker up in Big Sky, Montana just oh, last week. You did? I did. Shame on you. I know. I left it. We'd stayed at a house up there, and it, it got a new Bluetooth uh, speaker over the weekend. I left the power cord for my computer in the press box in Laramie, Wyoming once. They mail it to you? No. You kidding me? What? The mail doesn't go to Laramie, Wyoming? Well, that's the Wild West out there, man. It is the Wild West. That is. True. I left my phone in a cab once. I told you that story. It. Uh, I call. I luckily had the card for the cab driver and the company, and so I called him and I said, "Hey, would you mind bringing my phone back? I left it in the." in your cab and uh, he said well i'm a little busy right now i got other people to pick up and i said i'll give you 20 bucks if you bring it back to me and he said i'll be right there but you do not want to do what this woman all right she had one job jake one freaking job and she blew it horribly the woman was charged with carrying about $4 million worth of jewelry for British pop siren Rita Ora to wear at the Cannes Film Festival. Well, she left it on the plane. Oh, how much again? Three, four, four million? $4 million worth of jewelry. That's- she left it in her carry-on bag on the plane. She allegedly. left a whole bag on the plane? Allegedly. How do you leave, leave a whole carry-on bag on the know. plane? I mean, either she really had a, a brain problem or she's in on a heist here. Did they ever Too many free it? drinks in first class, it sounds like. Well, I mean, apparently so. Uh, what happened was um, she, uh, by the time she realized uh, in, in the uh, Nice uh, airport that she had left a bag, that the the plane had already left to go back to London. Now, there's no report here on whether it was ever recovered or whether they're still trying to recover it. But I, you know, I forgot. So people get frustrated when they leave their wallet somewhere, you know, or when you uh, forget to, to to pick something up and and it's just lost or whatever. Four million dollars worth of jewelry, Jake. That's I mean, amazing. If you're carrying $4 million worth of jewelry, I don't think you're going to forget that. I mean, that, that is on your mind nonstop, is it not? I would be very paranoid, yeah. In fact, I might not. I might ha- I'd have it under the seat in front of me. I'm not going to put it in the compartment overhead. I'd have it on my lap. You're going to hold on to that thing. Don't fall asleep, certainly. Oh, I have a funny story about a, a buddy of mine who went to Costa Rica. <laughs> And oh, he great. took the uh, he took the bus from the plane, like the airport, to where he was staying. Uh-huh. And uh, I guess it was a little bit of a jaunt, you know, over a couple hour bus ride or whatever. And uh, he fell asleep on the bus with his wallet and his passport sitting on his lap. And, and when he woke up, of course it was gone. <laughs> well, see, that was, of course it was gone. You're just begging for somebody you to rob tuck you. That wallet in your front pocket, man, and and, and sew it shut. Isn't that, in fact, isn't that a rule of international travel? Never have your passport and your wallet in the same place. Because if you lose both of them, you're really in trouble. <laughs> and that's what he did. And he lost, he got both of them stolen from him. Oh, my yeah. gosh. $4 million worth of jewelry. Folks, hang on to what's yours. 
Hey, she had cool. one job. That's what she was paid to do. That's why she was going there. That's a pretty big fail right there. That's Woo. a pretty big fail. Don't you just handcuff it to your wrist until the <laughs> yeah, trip's over? Yeah, if it's that much. Yeah. yeah. You've seen those security pants that where you can put stuff in there and it's, it's impossible to get your pocket picked. Or uh, maybe a belt or something. You know, you, you connect it to your being. Four right? million bucks. Yeah. Wow. What's it like seeing $4 million uh, in us, one Gordon. place at one time, Gordon? Uh, well, if you invest in the stock market sometimes, uh, I, I wouldn't know. No? No. Okay. All right. Just checking. All right. So we're here at Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Come see us. 3561 West, 114 South. There, a new location here at the district. And Nico joins us once again. And, Nico, I got to tell you, man, uh, uh, the, your sliders are just incredible. You guys are just magicians. Thank you. Uh, I mean, the how did it, that's that's a fresh patty, right? Oh I mean, yeah, that was just. And we get them from Wasatch. Wasatch Meats. He's a local guy. Mark. He's awesome. We we love promoting small business and other local businesses. So, the beef that you're getting on your burger was ground. I order it today and it comes tomorrow so we're, we're, wow. we're within 24 hours of that patty's on well tell mark he's doing some fine mark work. is doing a great yeah. job i'm about to indulge as soon as we're done talking so <laughs> so what are these uh, let's see what are we looking at here from uh from gordon because i the one i had uh, put put that over to nico and let's see what we're looking at here the one i had had a little tang to it it had a little uh and the grilled onions and okay the, that was probably the handsome raw yeah, that's our yeah. most popular that oh one is, man i can see why yes here in front of us, we've got a classic slider. That's just like kind of your traditional cheeseburger. We've got a Mick, which is a bacon avocado ranch, with, and that's on grilled chicken. And then the fajita, which is kind of a unique one. It's fun. Still got the avocado and ranch, but then it's um, grilled strip steak with the little fajita peppers on it. It's awesome. Wow, that just sounds incredible. And uh, right now, uh, come in and get a combo, and you get a free shake upgrade. Free shake upgrade. And they do um, wonderful work with shakes as well and can't say enough about the shoestring fries. You guys just are the best, Nico. Thank, thank you. you so much, man. Thanks for having us. All right. Come on by. 3561 West, 114 South. Of course, they've got their location in Linden as well. We'll have more straight ahead on the big show. Uh, in fact, straight ahead, Scott Gerard is going to stop by the show. Scotty G has a little bit of a, an announcement to make. We're going to talk to Scotty coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.